You're listening to DraftKings Network. This is genius. He said they totally missed an opportunity to call it the prime. That's cool. Oh, that would have been cool. We're going to go play at the prime. I do like that a lot. And then yeah. the, it advertises their product perfectly. Oh, like Amazon Prime. Yeah. I'm like, what am I missing? Hello and welcome back to episode 17 of Too Many Men. I am Allison Lucan, and as always, I am joined with the brilliant and amazing Shayna Goldman. Shayna, say hi. Hi. And the ever effervescent and perfect in all ways, Sarah Sivian. Sarah, how are you? You're such a light in my life, Allison. Um, I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I am hanging in. We are in the midst of uh, necessary social upheaval, a global pandemic. And we're here to talk about hockey and things and too many men. Uh, As always, (laughs) as always, uh, we like to start off every episode with our shit list. And unfortunately, we have another big entry this week. Shana Goldman, manager of the shit list. Tell us where we're at. We are, we're not adding. This person's been on the shit list since its inception, he has led the shit list, but really he skyrocketed to the top. We're talking about a huge asshole in Novak Djokovic, who does not think women deserve equal pay, and we did not forget, um, and is an anti-vaxxer and doesn't think that, you know, players need to have a vaccine in order to return to tennis. And uh, so he held a tournament in Serbia and Croatia, and... Just like that, numerous players and trainers, including Djokovic and his wife, have tested positive. Um, They said precautions were taken. What precautions? I don't fucking know because no one wore masks and they had fans. So thank you, Captain Obvious, but you can't do that during a pandemic. And uh, they partied in nightclubs and there were videos. There were interviews I saw with um, Dimitrov, a Russian tennis player. He was in an interview with surrounded by a group of people and he called everything going on with coronavirus crazy and like overdone and guess what he walked out of the tournament i don't know if he has it he might but um a tournament had to be shut down because you know sports should not be returning yet and uh should not have had fans and should not have done everything that they've done and and now they are paying the price and it's only fitting luckily his kids don't have it but uh Djokovic, enjoy that you and your no vaccines and having fans and being an overall asshole all the time. Was it, isn't there somebody whose pregnant wife is, is sick too now? I don't know if it's a, another tennis, but there's someone who was at the tournament whose wife is pregnant and is also ill with the virus. I don't virus. know if it was his. I don't know if it was his. I, I, I don't think it was his, but I, you know, definitely could have been another player or um, a trainer. I wouldn't doubt it, but like, I mean, like what the fuck did you think was gonna happen? You idiot. God, I know people like him because he's a great tennis player, but my God, he fucking sucks. This is why we stand Roger Federer. Like, Djokovic is such an ass, and he proves it more every day, every time he opens his mouth, and now he holds a fucking tournament. You suck. <laughs> we need to have the drink- there is to say about that. <laughs> we need to have the drinking game for, for Shayna's fucks per 62 day. My God. Sarah, your thoughts on noted asshole Novak Djokovic? 
Well, that just basically covers it. Um, but I do think that he's acting, actually saying things that a lot of people who are making these decisions really think because what, like, what are we doing here for bringing sports back when this is just gonna happen? Like we're trying to do this. Um, just again, we talk about this every week, how crazy it seems and it has not seemed less crazy. And then there, it's like that tweet that's like, well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions, it's like, Okay, yeah, like that's what happens when you do sports in a global pandemic so you can get one hundred more dollars out of your billion dollars. Like Yeah, like he needed the money. Yeah. Yeah, and to be clear, we at Too Many Men are pro mask, buy them from Shana at her Etsy site. We are yes. pro social distancing. That like I saw a tweet, I thought this was brilliant. They said if you went to a doctor and the doctor said if you take this medicine, it will reduce your chances of getting coronavirus by five times. Would you take it? And of course, everyone would say yes. Well, that's a mask, people. Like, yeah. let's just take some simple steps here. Care about your fellow man and work through this. Yeah, and care about your fellow man. We know you don't care about your fellow woman, but care about your fellow man, who you care about. Yes, yes. <laughs> we want there to still be too many men in the world. I'm having a day. I'm sorry. Not that hard. <laughs> uh, yes. So, uh, yes. Go ahead, Shana. It's just like every time something bad happens and anytime, like we've been talking about companies, you know, like, oh, it's so telling how they handle their employees or their business. But like, let's talk about it on a personal level. Everyone just shows their fucking ass and is so goddamn dumb and they have no problem showing it. They're like, what can I do that's stupid today? Like, um, what's it called? Like, I saw my dad works in furniture and he's a salesman and they finally are letting people in the store and they have half the store outside, half it inside. Like, you have to wear masks fully through and stay distance. And someone went up to him and they're in a mask and they touched his arm and my dad was literally like seething like do not come near me you are in a mask for a reason we are not supposed to be near each other but you go thanks and touch my arm like let me go burn my fucking shirt now and it's an old person who's like more susceptible for it and it's more likely to be covered in germs too that you're like don't come near me i'm in a bubble here but people are like it's just so dumb like let's do every precaution and then like all of a sudden throw it all out and be like, hey, let's shake hands or hug or something. Like, no, you can't do that. There's a reason for it. I know. And I know a lot of it's like, just in grit, like I want to go up and hug someone that I'm like, oh, but like, it's just. For sure. It's not that hard to have the right intentions about this stuff. I well, mean, and we're, the, we're making this political when it's just, a pandemic is political. Like that is insane. Public health is not, I mean, and like the shit like this, it's just showing that what people said not to do will in fact result, like Sarah said, welcome to the consequences of your actions. Like pay the fuck attention. We don't get to control a virus. Right now the virus is controlling the narrative, friends. It's probably a male virus for all that we know, but it's controlling the narrative and we have to wait till we get it under control. It, it, we can't change its path until there's a vaccine, period. Or maybe don't go party and do what Florida is doing and Arizona is doing and Texas. everywhere else because yeah, you're immune to it. You're so tough and strong. You're immune to a virus that the entire world, not your state, not your city, not your country, the entire world is dealing with it. But you know what? You can probably beat 
you and your sons out guns out hang out in your south you know in the south and in the sun and just beat the virus you can it's beat awful. it up go buy your guns everyone <laughs> dude there's when the pandemic started that's what people did literally like here there was a line down the block yeah there was a line down the block at the gun store when a global pandemic started good job new yorkers who are idiots go shoot the fucking virus that'll do the trick but at the same time it's just the fact that like it's up to personal um discretion in certain places to go out or stay in or you have to go to work because people are opening up it's like this is such a failing of our government that like this is an option you know but here we fucking are the america the brave did you see that fucking politician in arizona who went to the it was yesterday i believe and went to his press conference in a mask and went up to the mic and had the fucking nerve to start saying i can't breathe oh my god and then oh took his mask God. off and then the crowd cheered Who, was that the dystopian same, society was that the one that said that fired the health advisors and was like sports come play here we're good because all the advisors were like do not do not do that you cannot return here probably i think that was florida but like they're uh, all the same fucking idiots so. they are they are but speaking of issues crossing over in this terrible way um, we do have an anti-shit list entry um, tied to some people making the priority of trying to do the right thing um, over sports, um, as we were just challenging others to do. Um, we have a new anti-shit list member, Shayna. Tell us who that is. We have seen players speak up, um, like literally as we were starting to record this, um, we saw a Panarin statement about problems in the league and the return to play and the players rights and how everything goes with the owners and we spoke about this last week with mlb players speaking against the league which is coming back baseball is coming back and it worked out you know but um we talk about the WNBA players who have a lot more writing on this than any other professional sport because we know they don't make as much and we know that you know they don't have that luxury to just sit back and be like i'm not going to play i'm good off my bajillions of dollars that i've made doing nothing over the years like um yeah, so I think Natasha Cloud's one of them who is opting out of the season. And I think her focus could be more on social justice and, you know, everything going on with the Black Lives Matter movement. And she's been so vocal throughout it. Um, but she's not the only player. So I think it takes a lot to be able to say, hey, I'm not going to participate because of COVID. Or, hey, I'm not going to participate because there are bigger things going on that have to do with our rights and our well-being and our life. You know, there's so many many things going on right now and we stand and appreciate them. Sarah, your thoughts on players stepping away from the season to to fight on bigger issues? Yeah, I mean, the, it's funny because stepping away from what season? Half of them haven't even agreed to return to play yet. And um, it just seems like it was forced upon them to begin with and that it's just, I mean, like what Panarin just said, it's like they haven't figured out the most basic things about the season that's supposed to allegedly start in two weeks. So um, I go ahead and opt out of that too. Um, I like, it takes balls to do that though, because it's so, nobody wants to be the first one and nobody like it's, I know you're going to get hate from the fan base that like doesn't see you as human to begin with, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I think 
it's important that players are having agency for what seems like the first time in a long time. It's pretty cool to see, particularly because I think players, like, and we just talked, mentioned Panarin's statement. I mean, this is getting real for some players and I commend them for standing up and saying, we still don't know this. We still have these concerns. So we have teams now preparing quote unquote to return to play and guess what's happening. People are testing positive. We've got players in the NHL players in baseball. We had an entire women's soccer team have to drop out of the season due to a large number of diagnoses from wait for it a bunch of players going to a local bar. So that happened. So, I mean, Steven Stamkos too. I mean, I'm sure you guys all saw his tweet when people were quoting about stuff opening back up in Tampa and he just gave like the eyeball face emoji. Like, and this is a guy who was in a promo twi Twitter video with his teammates with the boys are back in town on freaking jet skis less than a month okay, that ago. That was cool though. It was cool. Well, no, it was, but like my point is like <laughs> people are realizing now, right? So um it's real and it affects them. Like yeah. you like that's that's it. Like it takes you to be smacked in the face to go like, oh shit. Yeah, exactly. Now Shana, help help Sarah and I can't stand baseball. So tell us, is baseball actually trying to come back now? What's going yes. on? Who's fighting? Oh this my week? god. So the MLB kept giving the players like the same proposal, but then they would be like, look, it's dressed up differently, take it. And they were like, no, fuck off. Because like we've talked about, owners are gonna not be at risk and not, you know, they'll just be like reaping the benefits while the players have to expose themselves. So they finally settled on it. Like baseball was basically like, hello, we're starting a season, we're doing this, this is happening. And um, they hammered out the details of the health and safety. And I'm sure that there are individual players still with issues with them. I don't blame any one of them for it. Um, but it seems like they, to an extent, put aside their differences because like we all knew it, if baseball didn't happen because of this, they have a CBA discussion coming up, it's gonna be like a very long time without baseball and nobody wants that. Um, I mean, they shouldn't want that because they don't want it that their sport becomes less relevant. And obviously like younger, people don't necessarily love baseball as much and like you don't want to like fuck it up despite the fact that like they are one of the bigger sports but so they came to an agreement and i believe they're going to start doing training camps july 1st and yeah which it's it's very soon and i think the thing that you hear is you hear about phillies players i think that was in tampa then you hear about was it blue jays players in clearview testing positive within and you know they're not far from each other and then days later you hear about more the Mets and Yankees have already been pulled from Florida to be brought back to New York, the former epicenter of New York, uh, epicenter of it in the United States. Um, and you remember like Floridians were like, yeah, if you come from New York, you have to be self-quarantined and all that kind of stuff. Now New York and New Jersey and I think Connecticut, they're like, yeah, you come from Florida, go fuck yourself because, you know, you deserve that um, for defying literally everything and thinking that it couldn't affect you. So that's two training camps already coming to New York. And it seems like they're doing it. It's not like um, hub cities like they could have done, you know, like, hey, everyone has a spring training facility in Arizona or Florida, but like, who the fuck wants to be in Arizona or Florida right now? So like, yeah, it's I, totally valid. Yeah, I, I'm curious what happens to the teams in Florida and Arizona in Texas. You know, do you want to be there? Remember, Texas fairly recently was like, yeah, we can do it with fans in the stands. And it's like, no, you cannot. And now they're like, oh, maybe we can't. Like, yeah, you definitely can. So there, there's a lot to work out there. And the fact that they're going to be traveling and whatnot, that's a lot. 
for a 60 game season. They should want some sort of season. And obviously it's a less contact sport and you can space out in the dugout, empty arenas, you have all this room and they have Korean baseball going on that can set an example, even though it's still not the smoothest of processes, but like it's a model that maybe hockey doesn't have or football doesn't have because you know, this is one that's already gone on through this all. But um, I don't see how anything's going to work out super smoothly. I don't think it's possible for it to work out smoothly. I think that, um, I feel like we've said this before, Sports are a sign of a functioning society. We don't have that yet. And you're asking for something to start in literally a week. How the you, fuck are you going to do that? You could not. It blows my mind that these leagues are not changing their course from going to Florida. You could not pay me to go to Florida right now. I am sorry. Isn't it amazing? No. And they're the feeling this, like the players are speaking out because they feel the same because it's crazy. And the yeah. conversations I've had kind of off the record, not even – obviously with any of these players, but with NHL players, it's just kind of like, it is crazy that um, we think that this is, the season is gonna finish, so. Yeah. All right, so so you have to answer yes or no, is sports going to return? And then you have to, if sports does return, what is the first sport to actually hold games? Sarah, go. Yes, sports are going to return because they're going to take the risk every time. And it's not, no, they aren't going to finish. Yes, they are going to return. And um, what's going to be the first one to return? Um, now I'm like, are any of them going to return? <laughs> the NHL. Ooh. Shayna? The NHL, like, gets, oddly enough, they get points. They're the only team to not yeah. be like, let's go to Florida. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. I am doubtful, and I'm sure I'm going to have people be like, oh, you're an idiot, you're wrong. But I'm going to say the first sport to come back is going to be tennis, and it's going to be the U.S. Open, which is in what state? Guess what? New York, the state that did what they were supposed to for the most part when it got really bad and handled it. I think that there's still controversy with their plan to return. I think it's going to be very difficult to have players come in from all over the world because it's literally everywhere. There are players who don't want to come. You don't have mixed doubles. You don't have qualifiers. There's a lot of shit with it. But I feel like September is a more reasonable starting point than what hockey has because we saw already training camps being shut down. And literally they were like, hey, let's do 12 players at a time now instead of six two days after we just like, what the fuck? And baseball, like, uh, so I'm going to say I'm going to say tennis because I would come before football. What do you think? I, I think Sarah said it best. I think that sports are going to return, but they're not going to finish I, I honestly, I'm not keeping enough time. Golf is starting soon too. Like the, like, isn't it? Like there's a golf thing in Ohio. I don't know. I think I so. Yeah. Yeah. Good boy. I, I think I hate more than baseball. Yeah. Golf. Like there's no uh, sports and there was that charity thing or whatever. And like, I'm sorry, you can't, well, actually you can't pay me. I have worked golf before and it was torturous. I'd wake up at seven in the goddamn morning to work golf. And I was like, please end this. But unless you're paying me, I'm, not watching golf i don't care that no sports exist no <laughs> amazing well okay so we're not going to florida but Shayna brought it up the nhl is still trying to decide on two hub cities some cities have officially been told they will not be the hub city that list that will not be included includes minnesota columbus pittsburgh that's it right those are the three vancouver. that have heard vancouver no vancouver's still in I thought they still in, but they're like less 
for whatever reason. So I saw this report. This is what's in, this is an insane report because we all know Vegas has a really good inside track. We all know the NHL, if they can, they want to have one city in Canada. But I saw this reported by Richard Zussman. I'm going to read this slowly because this blows my fucking mind. The other issue is whether players and staff can be part of the same hub quarantine. The NHL is also interested, interested in this, the fuckers, in Ontario's policy where someone who tests positive and is asymptomatic can still go to work. No. What? No. I'm tired. I'm losing <laughs> brain cells. My God. I know. Every new thing. It's like, are we serious? The bar is on the floor and they're just digging to the fucking earth's core. They're going so low. My God. I just, I, and I will, I, listen, I own the Homer track on this. I remain surprised that Columbus is still not in the discussion Same. just because they can lock off that area and they have the ice. And they handled it this well. Ohio, we know, handled things well. Well, like, they're surging. They are surging now in their uh, in the league's defense. So. But clearly, the league doesn't care if the league wants to go to Toronto because players can in still Vegas. play. Uh, seriously. And so the thing, I guess, it, okay, in a way, it makes sense if you're the you don't want to have them at home arenas. So the right. west would be in the east. The east would be in the west. And like you do have time zone story about because you don't want it that you have to be like, well, players have to play at one and four. So then it would be four and seven there. To, like, that is complicated. And I get that, that if they were like, you know what, fuck it, we're both going in the West. But like, you know what's complicated? A fucking global pandemic is complicated. There's yeah. a global pandemic going on? I want to know. See so many well, people about this. I want to know. I don't know if you watch the news, but we beat it. So um, it's over. We did it. We can beat it up. Sarah, what's your, what if you had to pick? I'm not even asking for insider information unless you care to share. What are your picks for what, what you think? Not what should be, but what will be the hub cities for the NHL? Edmonton and Vegas. Ooh, Edmonton. Is it the video? It's the video. <laughs> <laughs> I love that meme. Everybody was just saying like pictures of like, Atlantis and being like, welcome to Edmonton or whatever the guy says. <laughs> and it's like, what is the point of that? Because what, it's not like people are going to be going out doing stuff. It's not like fans are invited. Like, who are you doing who's this for? Like, it's going to be empty stadiums and everyone has is forced to be in a bubble. Right. Who is this for? The, the, talk, share with our listeners, if they haven't seen it, the, the highlights of this brilliant video piece of art. That, that was really um, upon us. First of all, it was just all footage from Banff, which is like in Alberta, but it's like hours away from Edmonton. Um, it's closer to Calgary than Edmonton, in my, I think. Yeah. And it's like, no one's going to Banff right now. And then like, what else here? Who was it? Who was it? Who tweeted? I forget. Um, let me look um, at Edmonton video. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. 170 tweets today. Yes. Perfect. Love it. You love to see it. Yes. They have a new arena. Like, I get that. If you're, like, it makes sense if they, like, were, like, we're going to get rid of, like, anyone who has an old arena. Like, and they had the issue with the ice with the fans, and they adjusted things because, like, there was an issue with that. I love Edmonton. Don't make fun of my hands. I don't get me wrong. And it says, it's the obvious choice to bring the NHL to Edmonton. We look forward to welcoming the league and players here to Alberta to take in the beautiful 
province and everything they have to offer. First of all, this is Banff. Okay, so playoffs in Edmonton. And it's the Edmonton skyline, which I love. But it's somebody driving, playing in the Rockies. This is Banff. Um, <laughs> this is not Edmonton. Um, there's a somebody in a restaurant where you wouldn't be. I've been in that restaurant. It's called The Bison in Banff, which is not in Edmonton. All this, all yours. Who's? All yours. Any player who is nice, yours. Hiking. You can have it all. Who's going to hike? <laughs> fishing. This is Who's the film fishing? breakdown we need. Horseback riding. <laughs> all these horses, okay? <laughs> oh Kids running God. around. Like, well, you can't bring your kids. You can watch a video of kids running around. You can't bring yours. And if this is about, like, the players and the players' as kids, it's like, why don't you just send it internally in the league? Like, there's no need to be, like... Yes, seriously, this is such a good... It's not like there's a vote happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a Twitter poll, people. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that was a thing that happened. Another installment of losing... Another day. <laughs> Another day in quarantine. <laughs> Well, sh well, Sarah, I have another topic on, on, on the, to put on the list of, of things that make you lose your mind. Are you ready to share with us your thoughts? You wrote on this uh, on, a, on a very valiant candidate that we all stand behind. Hockey Hall of Fame inductees were announced this week. Break it down for us. Yes. Um, I mean, obviously, Ginla was a lock and he was just a beast for 20 years. I thought it was hilarious that the Bruins, he, he was with them for less than yeah. a season. And it was like, um, they shouted him out. I, I loved that. Of course they're going to, but it was just like, oh my God, like you're the one picture of him in a Bruins uniform. But um, I digress. He was a beast for two decades. And then um, all these other people were, but I, moral of the story is Rod Brindamore wasn't. And I get it. This was a pretty stacked uh, year and next year is pretty stacked as well with like the, there's a bunch of people that can be considered that will probably make it. But um, the, I started out writing about this and I'm like, well, I don't really care about the Hockey Hall of Fame to be honest with you. Like whatever, like this is not a big deal to me. And at the end of it, I was like, robbing a bank with a mask on and a gun and being like, put Rod Brindamore in the Hall of Fame and nobody gets hurt. But it was like, you look at what allegedly, there's no transparency in the voting, first of all. Right. And second of all, when you look at what they're allegedly supposed to be voting on, you'd think this is backwards because it's not just point, like it's not the points Hall of Fame and it's not, it's all, it's about your character, your sportsmanship, your, um, what you have brought to hockey and to your team and your community and your playing ability, obviously. And Rod's playing ability was, as the numbers show, up there with a lot of people that are in the Hall of Fame, but that's not what you should even be. He changed the game of hockey with the way that he went about his schedule. He never has taken two days of working off out in his entire life. He in the time before millennials where I know like Torts has talked about how millennials are drinking their carrot juice and not beer, but he was the, he is the um, prototype of what the NHL is today in that aspect, because that's elucidated through his longevity. The fact that he was able to stay in the league for so long is because of how he approached every single day of his life. So like, if that's not teaching our, and he never lost a face off. If that's not teaching our kids that, hard work pays off and that like 
that changed the game of hockey, then like, what are we doing here? My you have to be on a team that wins cups. You have to win. Be on Gretzky's team, win a bunch of cups, and you'll be in the Hall of Fame. Right? <laughs> Meanwhile, Rod, as captain, brought the Hurricanes' only cup and probably is the reason why there's still hockey in North Carolina. Like, literally, Rod Brindamore. Like, what is what else do they have to do? And Shana pointed out, too, not only did we have male candidates who got overlooked, where are the women? They where have to have they? one. I thought Jen Botterill would be a lock. Yeah, but you can only have one. Check your one box and you did your deed for the year. True. One woman exists each year in the hockey. It's a hockey hall of fame, not an NHL hall of fame. So yeah. that's gonna yes. like go fuck yourself. Like if you're gonna be like, oh, they didn't play in the NHL. I don't give a shit that they didn't play in the NHL or oh, they didn't play in this kind of like literally, it's not the women's fault that there was not as many leagues then. And you know, you're gonna have a lot of women coming in that are super talented in the next few years too, as you saw like the rise of professional hockey and more than just like Olympic and NCAA hockey and things like that. Like it's going to grow, but you only have one. There's legitimately no reason for it. Like for the builder category, I understand that being a special award. Like you can look at any award show, right? You have one special award that's given out to one person every year. And it's like a ceremonial thing and you do it. Sure. But the women are athletes like the men. Therefore, you do not need to be like, hello, we have your our one. Because it's a load of bullshit. Now, Jennifer Botterill didn't make it, so she'll have to be up for it next year. But if she doesn't make it, you know, it's going to be pretty tough because now you have more incoming women. What about Florence Schilling, who's absolutely positively incredible? She should make it, yes. But now you're going to have to choose between the two because you can only have one. Like, fuck off with that. Like, wave it. If you happen to have one one year and you happen to have three another, that's great and wonderful. Like, it doesn't mean that you have to have more every year, but there's so many talented players that you will want to have more because they are elite, the top of their game. You know, if you're playing women's hockey and you have won at every level, you belong in the hall of fame. And if you were that impactful of a player, like, guess what? It can happen outside of the NHL. Like these things happen elsewhere. There, There's more hockey going on and more than men play it. And uh, you know, the pool of the NHL is much wider and there is a lot less talent in there as a result that's why you have fourth line players and players who don't last in the league and things like that or players that are just along for the ride and benefit from playing on like a stacked team like for the women we're not talking about that we're talking about women who are leading their teams and are incredible but you know just give them their one well and my my friend Lindsay said this on twitter and shout out to Lindsay g16 on twitter super smart in the in the women's space on the women's side of the game and she said, and this, I totally agree, for the love of, this was before the announcement was made, obviously, for the love of God, please let a builder get inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame on the women's side this year. Hundreds of thousands of women's hockey players did not just appear out of nowhere. Yep. Like, to grow Very this fun. game has had to be active. And again, to that point, the fact that we're not acknowledging it, it it's just insane. Insane yeah. to me. It's yeah. Insane to me. Sarah, any final thoughts on the Hall of Fame? I just wonder, is there a list of people that vote or like the committee? Is there, is that a public thing? Because I'm very curious. I think that would explain a lot. I think it is. I think it is. is. Because like we knew like when John Davidson was on, honestly, like for all the reasons you said, like to me, it's so, like I get it and I'm not shitting on it, but like it's so farcical because it's so, and also we talk about this all the time, like I have trouble when we like deify people too much, right? Like, because 
don't meet your heroes and we find out they're shitty people and yeah. there we go um but yeah i think the list is public because i think it's a big deal to even get on the selection committee too yeah, but yeah. i think that's like a old white hockey man thing very much so ish so which is another problem is what hockey culture is supposed to what they it was apparently the good part of hockey culture so it's a joke that what these hockey men are doing is not inducting him into the hall of fame and i get it like it's not the hall of very good but like it's not the hall of points either right. like totally. if it's a hall of elite you're deleting a ton of fucking players in there that's right yeah. and i that's know right. like it's very there's a reason only if you can get inducted every year but like Rod Bernard changed what hockey is, so oh. I'm waiting. <laughs> well, there's one thing you do not have to wait for, Sarah. Oh, we what? have, in our newest segment, a bit of news. <laughs> Perfect reactions. We're going to keep trying to make that a thing. <laughs> a bit of news. In today's bit of news, um, and I, the story I read on it was written by the ever-brilliant Emily Kaplan um, from ESPN, um, yeah. Seattle has announced that they have sold the naming rights to Amazon and the arena is going to be called, my friends, wait for it, the Climate Pledge Arena. React. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be worse. The we are worse. climate change arena. My one friend, Bill, on Twitter said, and I, this is genius, he said they totally missed an opportunity to call it The Prime. That's cool. Oh, that would have been cool. We're going to go play at The Prime. I do like that a lot. And then yeah. the, it advertises their product perfectly. Oh, like Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, am I missing something here? <laughs> it's just like, look, I like, I like a lot of things that they're going to do. It's, you know, less waste and more renewable energy. And I think that's great. Like, obviously, every arena should be looking into that. And it makes sense in Seattle that they are doing that. But like, it's not the worst name. But I just kind of wish there was like a little bit, I don't know, like, I don't get excited. But like, I think I like, I think there are things about it that are cool. But I also like look at Amazon. and I'm like, cool. You have so many other shitty things like cool. If you do enough good things, maybe you think you can hide your shitty things, but you can't. So, <laughs> yeah, the name. Good on you. I like. I do like the idea. So, like to whatever. Summarize, At least, <laughs> yeah. To summarize, they're going to have the ice is going to be made from recaptured rainwater. Events will be zero waste. Seventy-five percent of the arena's food program will be sourced seasonally by local farmers and producers. They will have all electric operations. And again, you can read more on that from Emily Kaplan's story at ESPN.com. She's the best. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah. Great flipper, great cut flipper. It, here's for the best at Penn State. Uh, maybe it's because I'm old, but all I can think about is like pledge, like the cleaner. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. Like the little yellow spray. I hate that shit. I don't like the I don't like the citrusy smell. It's too strong. I can't. I don't like it. I like things that are like, yeah. I want like blue scented things. Things that are usually like in blue. How <laughs> about like that blue like scented. ocean fresh? Yeah, the blue scented. I didn't say flared at least, but like the ones that are like ocean fresh and clean. The what, does, what does blue smell like? Fresh linens. 
fresh yeah they have like ocean spray or fresh linens or outdoor i don't fucking know but it's not like a fucking citrus overdone that you're gonna get a migraine the second you walk in and smell it yeah it's migrainey and i like citrus like fuck Fina, this is a very special episode for you you're you're on you're on a good roll here today. I'm, on a roll. I'm in a mood today, you guys. You are, you are. So we're gonna we're gonna make you go first then. Okay. In fuck Mary Kill. Okay. It's that time of the show. First up is Shana Goldman. Here is your first fuck Mary Kill the category today. Thank you to again, as always, our listeners for submitting this quality content. The category is tired hockey narratives, and your options are. The 94 Rangers, the original six, or non-traditional markets. Shayna, fuck, Mary kill. I'm going to kill original six. Um, I mean, like, I think it's cool. They were, you know, the leaf originated with them. There's history. There is something prestigious to it. I, like, there's no question. But I also think it's just, like, overplayed that, like, we, like, look, I'm a fucking Yankee fan, and they have the bullshit where it's like, you can't have a beard. You have to tuck it in your pinch. Like, yeah. it's too much. It's just too stringent. Like, relax. We can respect your history and still take a damn breath. So, I will kill it. Um, I will fuck the 94 Rangers um, because I am biased. But, like, when I watch that, you know, the, like, I grew up watching that. It's not like I look at it and I look at, like, what the, t- the team I'm covering now. I can, like, look at it differently and appreciate it. And it's just something like fun, but like, you know, and I will marry the non-traditional thing. I think that people are unfair to untraditional markets. We could saw that with, um, I don't know, everyone cursing out the bunch of jerks and being like, you couldn't do that in Montreal. Like there's some, there's a beauty to the untraditional markets because there's, there's things there that you can't do because everyone has a stick up their ass when they're an original six team that, um i think is so nice in hockey i love to see what they do in nashville with the gold and they have a band that plays in the intermissions and they embrace everything and dallas has tried to embrace their culture and you know everything the hurricanes have done and the florida teams like there's a lot there and there's a lot that you can play around with because you're not you know this traditional team you have to do what works for you and you have more room to play so yes I dislike when everyone's like, oh, they're the untraditional markets and they can, whatever, they don't take it seriously. But I think that there is, if you can embrace it the right way, which many do, despite the pushback from a million old white hockey men, um, it's something that is like super special and makes the league so much better than it like would be without that. Sarah, your choices. Well, I'm going to kill the Rangers. I just don't really care. Um, I'm kind (laughs) of... Marry the original six because I like old money. I'm a gold digger. I want to take its inheritance when it dies. And I'm going to fuck the um, non-traditional markets because that'll be fun. You never know what's up their sleeves. Um, My choices are the same, but not for the same reasons and nowhere near as fun as Sarah's reasons. Um, I'm going to kill the 94 Rangers just because I hate the narrative around like the one team, right? Like that's just exhausting to me. Um, on the flip, I'm going to marry the original six because I do think that when handled properly, there's a little bit of romance to it. I like that. Yes. Like, yeah. I like the grounding of it. 
And I will fuck the non-traditional markets because I think they're a blast. And obviously Sarah and I both cover non-traditional hockey markets, but yeah. you would never want to take them home to your parents because no one ever gives them the proper amount of respect. So you just fuck them. So yes. I like that. <laughs> I don't want to spend my life defending my husband. Or <laughs> So I'm here to fight with everyone. So you are, you are. That makes sense. I'm ready. All right, Sarah, you're going to go first on this next one. Are you ready? I am. Here, these are these are three hockey specific moments in time. Fuck Mary Kill. Mika's five goal game. The Canes Leafs ebug game. I can't wait for your take on this. And the Blue Jackets sweeping the Lightning last year. Fuck Mary Kill. I'm killing the e-bug game because I keep missing every single event that has to do with it. There was even a Zoom media call with um, Dave Ayers today, and I got a text after I was doing an interview for a story about Pride that was like, I, this text came in before and it was like um, from Hurricanes, and they were like, are you coming to the Zoom? I was like, nope. Another thing I'm missing with Dave Ayers, so this is just going to haunt me for my whole life, and I just want to kill it because I don't. If nobody, I can't have joy, nobody else can. If I can't get the page views, it didn't happen. I'm going to marry um, the Lightning um, Blue Jackets. That was just the most fun, absurd thing ever. I remember watching that at in DC, obviously, because I was there for round one at the bar that um, all the media goes to all the time. And uh, we're all just sitting there like, what the hell is that like seriously this is real like it was it was hilarious um then i'm going to fuck the what was the other option because oh yeah yeah i'm gonna fuck that was actually sick and it was just um that was really kind of his coming out party for me where i'm like this guy is so is legit and is just for some reason not known even though he plays for the rangers so now, Sarah, I don't know if, if all our listeners know the full story about why you can't have anything to do with the David Ayers game. Oh, yeah. Do you want to give that quick synopsis of what happened there? So, yeah, it was towards the end of the season, and it's like, okay, I know that it's going to be a grind with the Hurricanes at the most busy schedule of the last month, and it was all Metro teams that they were going against, and it was like, I'm going to mentally prepare for this. What's the worst thing that can happen if I miss one, one day back-to-back road trip because I know they're going to cancel a morning skate. Like they had a game in Raleigh and then the next day they had a game in Toronto. And I'm like, they're going to not have morning skate. I'm going to just take it. I'm like, my editor's like, you should definitely take this off, whatever. So I am. And then I'm at the bar and I see the first goalie. I'm at the bar. I see the second goalie get hurt. And I'm like, this can't be I just in disbelief. I missed the thing. I missed it. I missed the most important moment of the NHL season. So congrats to me, um, worst moment of my life. And then I just kept not going to the other like availabilities he was at because I'm like, I can't, I'm shamed. I don't deserve to be here. But biggest low of my career, I think. Oh, well, it was, it was sad, but entertaining. All, all yes, I, I had to just make fun of myself. So at yeah. least there was that. Shana, your fuck, Mary kill takes on this category. Um, I'm okay. I love the Columbus series, but I am going to kill that just because I didn't think the J Blue Jackets, hold on. I have a good reason. I didn't like the oh, narrative fighting now. What? No, 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 no. I swear. This is, this is a good reason why I didn't like 
the way the lightning were pumped up is this like whatever they were this all-star team and then they were insulted for their play defensively which wasn't actually bad but you know everyone went with it because they have puck movers and things like that um and I didn't like that the Blue Jackets didn't get any respect leading up to it because this was a team that was really fun to watch they had that super long streak and if anybody had been reading excellent coverage done by a certain someone they would know the team's strengths going into it that actually made for a really good matchup because you have this all-star team offensively against a team that is known for how good they are defensively and it was an interesting way to see how the goaltending would pan out so I thought that it was so fun to see Columbus win and I enjoyed the hell out of watching it and seeing their entire run but I hated the way it was like holy shit can you believe they did that because I thought it discredited the team that was actually good and I think that's the thing when you play one up so much and play one down so for that reason I kill it okay um I'm gonna fuck the Zabanajad game because this is a player like Sarah said that she wasn't watching wasn't paying as much attention to nobody was when he was traded to the Rangers you know a year later he's a first line center and do you know how many people when he can't be a first line center because of his points like he's never done it he's been playing a middle six role give him a goddamn shot and watch what he could do because this guy's incredibly talented and was really abundantly clear from the start but you know he broke his leg mid-season so his point totals weren't there because he didn't play as many games and I thought that it discredited him so I've been someone that's been like screaming since you know he came to the Rangers like look at what he can do look at what he could do and in the last two years especially you could see that growth you know he hit 70 points it was the first time a ranger did it in years and the first time a ranger center did it in years and managed everything that he did so it felt like it all kind of culminated to this moment after he missed time this year that you know everyone was like well he's with panarin it's like well he's not with panarin but look at what he can do and it just put a spotlight on him that i think that he's earned and i had a lot of fun getting to write about it that night i had a lot of fun getting to write about it for like a full story breakdown on it i had been like waiting to do his Savannah Jet story. And that was like the perfect moment for me to like bug my editor and be like, okay, here's a reason to do his Savannah Jet story. Come on, we got to do it. And I got to, and it was like really fun. So I think that it was just like a big moment. I will marry the e-bug game because <laughs> the Maple Leafs lost. And everything that came of it was so incredible that it literally inspired an entire segment of our show that we're doing right now because it all started with the e-bug. That was like our first fuck, marry, kill. So I have to marry that. I love it. Good point. I will marry the Blue Jackets Lightning series only because, like Sarah said, like that was the biggest blast. Like that was the craziest. In context of the Blue Jackets, in context of everything, that was a blast. Um, And so I will marry it. Um, I will fuck the e-bug game because like super fun, super unexpected, totally never happening again. Right, so one night stand there. Um, and I will therefore have to, I'm sorry, Shayna, okay. kill Mika's five goal game, but retain your excellent coverage of it forever and always, amen. All right, final fuck, Mary kill, non-hockey category. Sarah Sivian, you are up first. Are you ready for this? I guess so. Fuck, Mary kill the following. Beanie Babies, Furby, Tamagotchis. Oh my God. Go. I'm going to the opposite of kill, marry my Tamagotchi because I killed it so many times in (laughs) real life that I feel bad. And I loved those things. Oh my God. Like I thought, I don't know what it was, but I was like, there was like three buttons. It was like so simple, but it was so fun. I don't know. It was like 
what the hell did we do for entertainment back then? But that was so much fun, but it was. I will kill Furbies. They're so scary. They're little eyelashes. And, um, and their little beaks. What was that? Yeah. yeah. And they would like say stuff. They like, it, it could get haunted very quick. I would fuck Beanie Babies because I think they're still, I'm holding out hope that they're worth something. <laughs> Do you like own in my them? attic. Do you own them? I do. I have a few still. Excellent. Excellent. Shayna, your calls. I'm going to marry Tamagotchis too. Um, they were so fun. They was like you think like you even think about it, like it was stupid, but like it was so fun. You took care of it, you had it, like it it, it was something, you know. You think of like this little piece of technology too, like everything then was like so big and bulky at this little something and it just like, you brought it around. It was great. I loved it. Um, oh, fuck Beanie Babies. Like they don't really do much. They're there. They look nice. So like maybe like, you know, I got rid of all mine though. So it tells you, I don't want to, I don't want to marry them. I just was like, hey, and then get out. Um, I'm going to kill the Furbies. I hated them. We... I had two sisters and I think one of them had, I think my youngest sister had one. And we had this like cabinet in the guest room that was, it was like this big empty box basically. And you could put things in it and shut the door. So if you looked at the Furby, it made a noise. If you waved your hand, it made a noise. If you touched it. So we would put this in this cabinet that it's like, nothing can touch it in here. It's completely alone. And then randomly you'd be like sitting in there and you would just hear that fucking thing making yeah. noise. We tried to kill it so many times and it never worked. We flung it, we threw it. We hated that damn thing. And you would put it in like a dark cabinet and still was going. They sucked. They did. Like there was no benefit to them. They were just none. Sucked and their annoying. eyes and the noise. Didn't Shut their little up. wings like flap too? Like didn't they oh, go? God. I remember its eyes. Like it had the eyelashes and like the Crazy. eyes moved too. And then if you literally, all you had to do was like move and it would start yelling at you. Yes. And it didn't stop. Yes. I hated it. Me too. I have nothing new to add. We are all three in total. Wow. Perfect. Really amazing. <laughs> that has to be one of the first times that's ever happened. It's only happened like one or two times. It's true. Yeah, because it's always it's you guys against me. Well, because you're wrong. But who's taking notes? Well, I'm just saying. I mean, you, you'll get there, Shayna. You'll get there. <laughs> My friends, have we missed anything we wanted to talk about this fine week? I don't think so. I think we'll have a big episode next week when like things with the league are decided i think like, by at that point if they aren't it's like someone's halfway on a plane from finland like what the fuck are they doing <laughs> shana any final thoughts no it's all i got <laughs> well we thank all of you guys so much for hanging with us listening in as always to our chats uh, you can follow us on twitter at two underscore much underscore man Check us out online at toomanymenpod.com, which also has a link to our awesome store where you can buy cool merch. Um, follow us on Twitter for updates there. Uh, continue to do work uh, to be a little bit better at all the important things every day, um, even if there are too many men. And so without further ado, we will talk to you all next week. Bye. 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 Love you. <laughs> I'm out of it today.